Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So happy you all could join us again on the podcast, Online Dating in 2022, What You Should and Should Not Expect. I'm your host, Drew Knight, and this is episode 18. Hoping everyone has been safe and continues to be blessed. We've got a great show lined up for you today concerning how the online dating has evolved and changed and what you have to do to be successful in this new era of online dating. We also have a visitor in the studio, an awesome friend and colleague. You guys are going to love her. She's a blast. And I will let her introduce herself right after the break. So we have some awesome stats to track the rise of online dating and where it's headed. And we will be right back and dive right in. So we are back and ready to dive in as promised. First of all, I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Go right ahead. Hey, I'm Rebecca, everybody. I currently live in Vermont. I've traveled all around the U.S. And then I moved back to Vermont because it's so beautiful, but there's no men up there. (laughs) They're all across the border, (laughs) which we can't get to. Right, exactly. Not right now, (laughs) not during the age of COVID. The border's been shut down, and everybody knows what's going on over at the border. So today, talking about the evolution of online dating from its earliest days, uh, which can be traced back to like the invent of AOL.com in 1985. And I mean, that was a long time ago, but some people that may be a little sharp in the whiskers like myself may still be familiar with that time. Did you have any, did you have any experience with the AOL.com, uh, Rebecca? Yeah, I did. That's actually the only one that I actually remember using. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I met a lot of people on that. Okay. Some people I'm still friends with today. And that was at least 20-something years ago or more. Wow, yeah. that's pretty awesome. So what was the scene back then? I mean, did you get to meet a person quickly or was it just more like pen palling and messaging and that type of stuff? Most of the time I used mine to meet people before I moved to another state. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there, I'd go on dates with them. Um, uh, but I guess I didn't talk to too many people. I'd weed them out pretty fast. Cool. So the ones that I did meet, I kind of ended up staying friends with, but no uh, romantic relationships <laughs> became of uh, any of those dates. Oh, yeah? No? No. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure all of the mature adults remember the uh, You've Got Mail from uh, AOL. Who doesn't love that, right? I know, exactly. <laughs> Knowing you've got some interest in That's what we do this. That That's why we do this. The evolution of chat rooms and meeting people that way uh, was pretty awesome. And this was all a prelude to the creation of the first real dating site, Match.com, 1995. Young man by the name of Gary Kremen was credited with being the one of the engineers of this dating site in where he used data to match people back in the AOL days was this something concerning data or was it just I mean how did you how were you able to to reach people or to let people <laughs> I'm kind of old so you know what I don't really remember how it all works I just remember chatting back and forth with people like I do on messenger today did you have did they have like chat rooms that you went into I didn't I wasn't a chat room person oh, no chat room person? no all right it was more just I like, like to get straight right to the point <laughs> 
awesome. <laughs> Too many trolls. So just uh, this young man, Gary Kremen, said, hey, I can use data to start to match people. And they created Match.com. Uh, unfortunately, he left early on. See, I he prefer like the millionaire days. matchmaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, millionaire matchmaker. We're going to get into that, actually. Or like the dating game. Exactly. <laughs> Remember we, those shows? We are going to get into all of that. <laughs> that was a part of what you saw with the, with the onset or the coming of age of the whole online dating thing. So um, this young man, Gary, he walked away with $50,000, 50K. That's what he walked away from after getting into it with the producers and the board of Match.com uh, was 50 grand. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to talk about what that looks like today. But Ticketmaster Inc., which had been bought by USA Networks, bought Match in 1999 for $50 million. Now, Mr. Gary, that's enough to make me want to lose a little bit of sleep. Just knowing that it sold for fifty <laughs> yeah. million and I walked away for fifty thousand. Oh uh, yeah. Uh the match group was pretty aggressive and they started gobbling up um a lot of the dating sites and today the match group portfolio includes Match, of course, which is the original app and it's available in twenty five countries. Tinder which I'm gonna come back and see just some, I mean, how many of these apps you've had the opportunity to use. <laughs> Tinder, which is graced with the evolution of swipes and which was originally called Matchbox. Hinge, Plenty of Fish, uh, which is one of also the largest and it's available in 20 countries. OkCupid, okay which is supposed to be great from a compatibility standpoint. Our Time, which is for people over 50 and Medic, which is a lot more relevant in European countries. And today, the match group has a market cap of $32.8 billion. If I was Mr. Gary, I would probably be pretty pissed off right now, you know? He needs to go start up some uh, speed dates. Exactly, start up something else. So we have talked a little bit about some of the stats and how it started and where it came from now we want to get into some questions guys it is time to put rebecca in the hot seat bring it on let's go i'm ready find some hot seat music to make sure i add to that all right so when did you first start to join the online dating wave oh jesus drew i can't even remember how old i am Oh my God! Yeah, I know, oh. I know, right? When was wow! Like, so at least twenty-five years ago. Wow! Wow! Nice. What were you looking for? What was it that you were looking for at the time? Was it just like, hey, I want to look for a relationship, or hey, I just want to get to know people, or hey, I'd like to uh, meet someone that I can date, or what was it? No, it's always been, always been, and still is relationship potential. Ah, no, gotcha. no, I'm not looking for a hookup. I'm not looking <laughs> to get married tomorrow. But if I'm going to waste my time on you or invest in you, then it needs to go somewhere. Exactly. That is very well put. Uh, take note, guys. Take note. Um, was your first soiree a paid subscription or was it something on one of the, the uh, freebie sites? I noticed back in the day they had a lot more free sites than they do nowadays. Nowadays, even the free sites become paid after a while. But... When you first got into it, was it one of the uh, paid subscriptions or was it one that was more like a freebie site at the time? I think I tried all the freebie sites and then I think I ended up trying out Match and um, eHarmony. What was the difference in the dating pool? 
obviously the free site <laughs> free sites was a, a lot larger selection <laughs> a lot larger ah cool 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 now you know but as far as there. but as far as quality mm-hmm. it was all the same all the way around no site was better than the others oh, for you quality. Serious? Wow, that is pretty awesome. It was just quantity that that was different. Yeah, I've heard that before. It was always quantity on the free sites versus the quality was just kind of like what it was. I mean, that was the deal. Hit or miss. Oh, (laughs) you know. (laughs) What was, um, or how did you decide on a site first? I mean, what was one of the first sites or what were some of the first sites that you remember using? You you mentioned eHarmony and Match. Yep, AOL, POF. Ah, uh-huh. POF and their fish. Um, so you were pretty close to that whole match group with match, plenty of fish. What about hinge? Um, no, I don't Bumble? think any of those existed back then. Right. It was a long time ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was like mainly like I think POF. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it is a big one. It was a big one. That was a really nice acquisition for the, uh, the uh, match group. What did you look for from a guy's approach? So when someone reached out or someone swiped or liked or whatever they did back in the day when we first started this, what was it that uh, caught your attention? Well, intelligent conversation, something that showed that they actually went and read my profile and like, uh, you know what I mean? I, I'm not I'm not down with the whole, hey, babe, hey, beautiful, yeah. how's your day? No, <laughs> I want to see that you're 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 gonna invest something in the relationship. So invest in reading my profile first. Okay, so if they approached you with like, say your profile says I love horseback riding, and they say, hey, I really like horseback riding. Also, maybe we can horseback ride together. That would be something. And even if I didn't care for you, I would yeah. still reply because to show they, consideration right. because at least they have good taste. Nice, nice. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. So over time, you get into a situation where on the different dating sites or on a particular dating site you're using at the time, you meet people. Life is busy. We, we, I mean, we all know we got things to do. We got careers. We got family, so on and so forth. How did you find the time today? And what does that look like nowadays? I mean, is it wide open or very little time for anything like that? Well, I've always been a workaholic, but if I can true, find true, if true. I can find somebody that I want to spend time with, hard. then exactly. I will make the time. So making the time is, is so that's why I'm selective in who I decide that I would go out with. So you have to make effort in the beginning. Okay. So to you get are, my interest, you are yeah. well traveled, and you have seen a lot of places. Uh, you done full circle headed back to Vermont um what does that Vermont dating pool kind of look like right now I mean since I since I basically moved back like soon after that it was like COVID and then I opened my own business and then I think when you have a business in a small town you think about dating in a different way Mm -hmm. because then you're like you know I have an image to uphold (laughs) and you don't you know Mm -hmm. Want things going around town about you, so uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. So you you're you're that, you're uh, extra right. extra you got, selective. You got that reputation. Yeah, that you have to look out yeah. For. We're very respected person. Yes. she is very respected. Beautiful young lady in the community. Awesome business, thriving business. Super smart. So really awesome person, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have her on the show. She told me she would be in town, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to pass up this opportunity. So. I'm going to let you guys also, I got more questions. You're still in the hot seat. We're going to rest for just a few minutes, take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what that success rate has been like for Rebecca and how that evolved from back in the day to nowadays. 
and we'll be right back in just a moment. So we are back and we still have Rebecca in the hot seat and she's doing awesome. I think she's doing an absolute phenomenal job because she knows that I'm going to ask her all of the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about then versus now, how to make the transition to find success, online dating, nowadays, where it's come from. So let's talk a little bit about conversation. There has been uh, talk that back in the day there was a lot more conversation that went into the online dating thing how do you feel about that yeah they had to try harder uh back then nowadays it seems like the expectation and the bar is set so low people just don't have to put any effort at all into it and if you're good looking then you got it extra easy <laughs> but rebecca said okay i got it extra easy i'm good looking no, 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 no. I didn't say that. No, I mean, no, I am no. good looking. I, I mean, I can say that much. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got you. I, got you. I know exactly what you're, what you're saying, especially with the, uh, with all of the different apps and stuff they got, the snap in and everything and all of the abbreviated conversation, you just don't have to do as much nowadays as you did back in the day with things like AOL and the very beginning of where that online dating thing comes from. So... Something that I would like to know. I had uh, Gen Z and Millennial on the show. They talked about some ideal first dates and things that they look for on a first date. What do you feel like your ideal? I mean, what was always your ideal first date from a potential suitor? Well, in the past, it was always, you know, meet up for a drink. But mm -hmm. I'm not so much into drinking anymore. Right. Uh, I'd rather do some type of activity where you can get to know, like, their sense of humor more and their competitive spirit and see how much fun they're going to be. Nice. Like, you know, cornhole, darts, pool. It doesn't matter if you're good at it. It's just about having fun. So if they, yeah, you if know. they show up and they or Dancing. Dancing is always great. Dancing is great. Dancing is a good thing. But you got to be honest. If they show up and they're absolutely horrible at pool, you still don't feel a certain way? No, I don't care. As long as they're willing to have fun. Okay. Even if they're dancing and they're horrible, as long as they're trying and they're putting themselves out there and having fun, that's awesome. Nice. I really don't care. Good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> awesome. So that is, yeah, that's a little different. I mean, I think some of the other uh, generational uh, visitors that I had on the show, they mentioned the coffee date. They mentioned the going out to dinner. Uh, I think one of them may have mentioned theme parks or something like that. But no. Yeah, music I, parks are fun. Yeah. yeah I totally sure. agree with you. When you get a chance to interact with a person and you get to see how they are and who they are and if they have a sense of humor or what have you, that's all a really good thing. So success rates. So from kind of bouncing around and seeing some of the stuff you've seen online, what would you consider uh, the success rate would be? That doesn't have to be, hey, it's happily ever after. It could have been, you know, I met someone really cool. We're friends to this day, so on and so forth. So for you, what do you feel like that success rate would be? Well, I don't feel like it's been successful. Um, let's see, probably 25 years worth and maybe one relationship for four months that wasn't really, you know, that serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. And well, sometimes I'll get on there and I'll make, uh, I mean, because I'm not online all the time, but I'll make a profile and have it up for a day or two and then I'll just get like slammed and bombarded and it's like with just like, hey, hey, babe, hey, beautiful or all these 
inappropriate remarks and pictures and you're like okay i can't i can't do this is okay yeah. so you just opened up so then i just so yeah so then i so then i just delete the profile I'm like what was i thinking <laughs> you just opened up that can of worms you said inappropriate conversation or inappropriate pictures you are not going to tell me that they had ever elusive dick pic way back then <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> Guys, come on! I mean, of course, nowadays it's a lot worse. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, nowadays it's a lot worse. Nowadays it's a, it's a big deal. But I think more and more people are listening to the podcast, and they're con- they're not going to have that type of activity going on. So that's a good thing. The success rate, and that's the same. That's the way it is with quite a few people. It's uh, so I had mentioned on a previous episode. What it would look like if you treated online dating the same way you treat organic dating. So when you go out, say on a Saturday night, you might meet one person at a bar or whatever the case may be, whatever you're doing. And you guys exchange numbers and you start. Do you think the success rate would be higher if people treated online dating like they treated organic dating where you find that one person, you kind of concentrate on that one person and... You don't really have anything else going on and you just kind of see where that goes first. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't advise talking to more than two or three people at a time. I mean, you can't even keep up with, like, what you told to who. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, personally, I, I'm i not that kind of person. I wouldn't want to do that. But you do know that's kind of like... But I'm just so. not... I've never been that kind of girl. Yeah. I'm always like a, you know, one at a time. I guess I got all my eggs in one basket and that's why I'm still single (laughs) yeah I guess that's why (laughs) that is so awesome this is no no Drew it's not awesome well I'm saying just the truth in it is awesome and it's cool because I am a guy and I speak a lot and I try and speak to both sexes I try and speak to both men and both women uh, and I try and keep everybody involved, but it's good at times to have guests on that give that that different view. Now, as part of this series, I will have that Generation X guy on as well who will come on and he'll kind of talk through. Now, it won't be where we've, uh, where we've come from to where we're at now, but I will have Generation X on to kind of look at how their thoughts are and their journey through this whole online dating thing. And that is what the episode is about from where it started to where it's at now. Now, do you think it is, there are too many choices now and that's one of the reasons it's so bad. Or do you think the change with all of the choices are good? (laughs) Your question just kind of reminded me of the thrift store (laughs) because you have to go through a lot of not so great stuff to find the great stuff. So, uh, yeah you're right you're right that is cool that is cool um so <laughs> that is pretty fun it's a great analogy about, yeah that's a great analogy uh-huh. never thought about it like that what do you think is headed so you know where it comes from i mean you you know where it well dating from. is like extinct it's just called the hangout you want to hang out you want to hang out yeah there's no uh, no such thing as dating no such thing because so they've renamed maybe for like three percent right yeah Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It is. I mean, I don't know where it's going either. And that's one of the prevailing thoughts behind the podcast is where is this going? Um, So when I come back, when we come back, we're going to take a quick, quick, quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hit some statistics right quick. 
and talk through what those look like briefly and then we'll be getting out of here for the day but i do want to thank my special guest again the beautiful the awesome rebecca griffin she is absolutely phenoms guys i told you she's pretty she's eligible she's up in beautiful vermont so if you can handle the cold weather and it gets cold up there then i mean we can hook something <laughs> it's up. warm <laughs> it's warm to me you get used yeah, to it it's, yeah. Yeah, it's warm enough she's yeah. got thick blood uh, for the rest of us going up there at 30 degrees below zero, we probably die. But yeah, no, I'm so glad she dropped by the studio today, guys. It's been absolutely awesome catching up. And when I come back, we'll hit some stats and we will get out of here for the day. So thanks again, Rebecca. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Thanks for having me, Drew. Oh, anytime. Anytime you're in town, you ain't even got to ask. Stop by. Let's chap it up. That's how we do it. And guys, we'll be right back. Give me one sec. All right, we are back to finish off this episode. Go over some of the stats that we have here just to kind of show you how things have changed from the beginning up to where we are at now. Uh, we talked about when Match was farmed, when it was bought, then along came 2000 and Dr. Neil Clark founded eHarmony, which was a big one. Um, and today claims to be responsible for 2% of all new marriages in the U.S. I haven't fact checked that, but I guess if that's what they say, it's a place to start. Uh, moving right along, a lot happened during the 2000s. The 2000s really saw the landscape change as far as online dating. The approach to it, the sites, the choices, the possibilities evolved dramatically in the 2000s. Uh, 2003, proxy dating came on the scene. Uh, if you're not familiar with this particular site or service, it used Bluetooth to alert you uh, to when an eligible single was within, within 50 feet. Researchers attribute the rise of how the landscape changed and how it evolved in 2000. They attribute that to the rise in popularity of interracial marriages. Um, again, haven't fact checked it, but uh, sounds about right. Then again, it just could have been a situation where there was uh, some experiment. If you've done one thing your entire life or you've always been taught to do one thing, like I said, trying something new might be the ticket and uh, interracial dating or marriage may just be the ticket. So if you haven't gone now, give it a shot. Uh, Tinder now reports 1.8 billion swipes and 26 and a half million likes a day. Bumble is America's second favorite app. And speaking of apps, today there are over 8,000 dating sites and apps. 8,000. I've thrown that out there before, but I wanted to throw it out there again to give you an idea of how many choices there are. Now, they're not all local. You've got some that you want to, uh, that are going to be bigger overseas and different places like that. But all told, depending on wherever you go, there's probably a vehicle to use to get what you want. Half of U.S. adults, and this is the, I guess the sad part, is that half of U.S. adults and 61% of women say dating has become harder in the last 10 years, even with all of these tools that are available to us. 
All the online dating sites and online dating apps uh, offer no benefit if they're not utilized the right way. Okay. Bottom line is the stigma of online dating has completely evaporated where it used to be taboo at one time and people wouldn't even mention that they met online. That's all gone. It's a thing that's here. It's a thing to stay. And every day, more and more people are signing up to online dating sites and online dating apps. I've said before, and I'll say it again, once you decide what you're looking for, there is a site or an app to get to it. There's a site or an app that features that. The future of online dating will continue to evolve and the landscape will continue to change. And at the end of the day, no matter what advancements in uh, technology or compatibility data or whatever is used occur, it still comes down to us as individuals. So my message to all of you guys is to keep pushing forward. Don't be afraid to try new things. And it's my belief that if the methods are use that we talked about, making a plan, sticking to the plan. It'll happen. It will happen. There are those success stories every day. And I would like to thank all of you guys. I'd like to thank you guys for joining me again today. I know this one's, this episode is being published a little late. Sorry. Later on a Saturday, but there was a lot going on guys. There was a lot going on. I also want to thank my special guest today, uh, Rebecca. She was awesome, very candid, very special person to me. I appreciate her stopping by and spending some time with us. That's always cool. As always, I will be back on Tuesday with a new episode. I'm going to try and be on time this time. <laughs> I'll be back on Tuesday with a new episode. Thanks again, guys. Be safe. Be blessed. I appreciate all the support. Make sure you share the podcast. Don't hesitate to share the podcast. Send it to someone who needs it. And I will see you guys later. Thanks again. and Peace.